Welcome to Crossroads, where we talk about God, faith, and society. And uh, the last couple of days, um, the word entanglement has been on everyone's lips. And I looked up in the dictionary the meaning of the word uh, entanglement, and the dictionary defines it in two ways. Uh, it says, entanglement is the action or fact of entangle, entangling or being entangled. That is the first definition. The second definition uh, says that entanglement is a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. And today we want to look into this issue, uh, especially with regard to entanglement in marriage. Uh, in the current situation that our context right now, we are talking about a situation where uh, an individual who was uh, separated in marriage got into a compromising relationship. And today uh, we have a guest with us who will shed light on this issue from a professional point of view. I'll ask him to introduce himself before we move on. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. Yes, my name is Patrick Obel. Uh, I'm a counseling psychologist, but also a theologian, so I do pastoral work. So I actually call myself a psycho-spiritual therapist. Okay. Thank you very much, psycho-spiritual therapist. <laughs> now, we just want to get straight into the conversation. Uh, I'll begin by asking you, what is the place of separation in marriage? Now, uh, marriage in, in itself, when it begins, uh, the intention is that people will permanently live together uh, for, a, for a full life. However, sometimes along the way, uh, things get uh, out of hand and sometimes maybe there is violence in the family uh, or in the relationship rather. So when there is a lot of violence in the relationship, uh, sometimes in, in, in counseling, what we would advise is uh, for separation so as to allow the couple to have a time on their own to be able to reflect on what could be going on in their relationship, uh, what contribution could they be making that is causing the, the violence that they are going through, uh, what is it that they can do differently when they come back into now that little relationship. So separation is a time of reflection. It is a time where people regroup so that they also consider if they actually need to be in that marriage or they actually need to stay away from that marriage because when they are continuing to stay in that relationship in that manner, then they are not in a good state of mind in which they can be able to resolve their issues. So separation really becomes necessary just to provide that space uh, where people can think through and then carry on with their relationship. Uh, however, there are also those who may be separated in preparation for a divorce who are not necessarily planning to come back together. Uh, but now they, that is that's actually a journey of their divorce. So it starts by separation and then they actually each one goes their way. But uh, there are those who actually do that temporarily so that now they can come back together after a good reflection and then they can work it out together. Okay, I think you have put it very, very, very uh, well. That separation is a time. Actually, it could be healthy, 
is a time for reflection, is a time for regrouping, is a time for processing what has been happening in that marriage. Um, from a counseling or a psychology perspective, do we have what we may call as the do's and don'ts uh, during separation? Now, I would say uh, there could be not necessarily written down rules, but some of the things that I would consider necessary mm. uh, when I recommended for separation, for example, the things that I would recommend, one is uh, one to be very honest with themselves uh, as they look into the issues that they are reflecting on because being honest will be useful. So be, do be honest, you know, just be honest with yourself, especially because that is where it begins from so that you can reflect meaningfully and you can reflect authentically. Now, then the thing you need to also uh, consider for somebody who is separated is, uh, I mean, as you, as you do reflect, as I said, just being honest, uh, that, is, that is one uh, good thing for one to do. And then uh, the other thing is uh, engage your, the people that you have meaningfully, respectfully, okay? Uh, do engage respectfully even with the person you're separated with because there may still be things that you need to do together uh, you need to engage with them respectfully uh, because it's only that something has happened between you but the person is still the same person that they were so you do respect them and engage with them uh, respectfully and do speak about them also well uh, wherever you are because for you to be in a state of separation you must have possibly contributed to what happened and therefore there is the risk of wanting to speak about other people in a negative way so just speak well about them wherever you are as you are carrying on with that particular season of separation now the other bit that i would say is um, maybe should i say i don't here is uh, as i already say talk well about them is don't go back biting and speaking ill about them because that may not be helpful. You know, you may be seeking sympathy from other people around you when you talk ill about the other person, but that is not the intention. You just don't go speaking ill because you are doing a reflection, and the reflection is about you and the relationship uh, that you are working on. The other person is equally dealing with their own issue. If you have children, then don't speak negatively to them about their parent because if, he, if it's their father, it's still their father regardless. If it's their mother, it is still their mother regardless. So if you are the one who is with the children or you have time to meet with the children, of course, at different times, then do not speak ill about the other person and try to poison the children about their parent because that is not going to be helpful. So don't, don't do those things. Now, the other bit also is if, if you are hoping to actually work out a relationship that will bring you together, then do not seek sympathy in the arms of another person of the opposite sex because then that will compromise your effort and it will compromise your strength and energy uh, that you could have used to work out your relationship. So do not engage in some of those relationships because then it is actually not going to be helpful. So I could say maybe those are some of the things that one may need to do or not do as they are in their state of separation uh, because they are seeking to reconcile. That is a first set uh, of people that you're dealing with that they hope to reconcile mm. so those are things you don't do okay i think I, you you've preempted my my <laughs> one of the questions that i had ah, because okay. my next question is going to ask that what should happen if any of them gets involved in another relationship 
and uh, you've already talked about it that it is not healthy for one to uh, involve themselves in another relationship but then the, the question that now will come up is this now if for example they reconcile and someone had uh, gotten into another relationship during that separation time is that something that they should talk about now as uh, once they have reconciled thank you now uh, you see if, if somebody got mixed up with somebody else let's say uh, for this case let's take it's a man who has gotten uh, mixed up or entangled into mm. a relationship with another woman mm. who is now not their wife because they were trying to heal uh, from the relationship with their wife and now they get back together now you're asking me if should he disclose that yeah. and discuss that with his wife mm. or uh, should he just keep quiet and say oh that was a bad time let's move on mm. now my recommendation would be it would be helpful to talk about it okay no why necessary because even if you don't it will it will emerge at some point mm. and uh, when it emerges at that point now then you'll start be, you'll start dealing with you did not tell me the truth you are dishonest and uh, now you will not be fighting about how you separated the first time but now this second thing that has happened now becomes a new problem mm. that now you have to start dealing with and then it will just cause more trouble in the reason you are trying to heal the separation i mean the, the relationship by being separate so it's like it was an opportunity for you to have your escapades uh, instead of you reflecting so that you can come and we sort our issue so for me i would recommend talk about it so that we don't have to go over it again because we are already talking about it let's move on once and for all and progress in a relationship so it will be healthy to talk about it okay okay I, i want to go back to what you say that maybe some of the don't um uh, do's and don'ts during a separation you said that we, yeah we, we need to be to be honest and to speak well with the other person and, and i think that is something that will be very very difficult because uh imagine this a person maybe was hurt you or, or, or was disappointed you how, how do you do that how, how do you <laughs> talk <laughs> are you honest or how do you talk well of them yet i mean they're the cause of your trouble if i may call it that question but you see the issue is uh why i'm saying talking well about them is they are the cause of your trouble mm-hmm. that is why you are where you are and if it's me who has been separated from my wife mm-hmm. and somebody was to engage me and talk to me mm-hmm. i am not sure they'll be coming to talk to me uh asking me about what uh, i think of my husband or my wife or all those kind of things they just ask me also what has happened and i can be able to tell them oh well you know what uh, we've not been able to be together for some issues that happened between us and i'm actually trying to process that so that i reflect and see what i can do about it now it is not time for us to start discussing my spouse and saying oh yeah you know i've been living with a demon you say that's a devil oh you see this is uh, what she has been doing and you know all those kind of things is somebody you cannot trust him oh that is somebody you cannot work with because you see all these things that you may be saying may not be true of this person in other contexts so the other people don't know him or don't know her in that manner mm. you know because this is a person who may be working in an organization and doing their work fairly well mm. so if you say oh this is actually a lazy person 
and yet they were promoted the other year or the other month. I mean, lazy people get promoted really. You see, then what that means, there is a discrepancy, a disconnect with what you are saying. And when you start speaking ill about them, the motivation is to seek for sympathy from the other person to see, imagine, this is what I've been going through with this person. You know, just imagine, this is what I've been putting up with. But you see, you're the one who's putting up with it. So really, even if you're telling us you've been putting up with it, I mean, who asked you to? So it is actually a choice that you had already made that you are going to do. So speaking ill about them doesn't help you actually process your work. It doesn't help you to process uh, the thing that you are going through. Okay, because as a person, you're not trying to uh, assassinate their character. You know, you're not. Because what will happen is this. Imagine that you finally work out your relationship and you come back together. Now, do you look for your friends now? Tell them, oh no, uh, you know, okay, yeah, I, I was, was wrong. a demon, but now, I mean, how do you go about that now? You see, now you're actually complicating your own situation moving forward. But you see, if you just spoke well about them, and uh, you see them as individuals, they have their own issues they're dealing with, mm-hmm. then even if this thing is worked out and you are to go back together, and you meet even with your friends that you had met earlier, when they say, oh, oh, they are, you're the Papa so and so, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, they don't start seeing, hey, okay, this is that devil, because you did talk about it that way. They just say, oh, yeah, this is so-and-so's husband, the Papa so and so, oh, it's great, I'm glad they're together. That will be really helpful for you moving forward than when you actually go the other route because when the healing takes place you will now have a huge baggage that you have no way of clearing so it actually works well for you it is not even for the other person uh, that you are talking ill about or talking good about it is so much about you than even that person you're talking about because it is you in this experience and it is you in the relationship with the people you are talking to okay Uh, from, from what I'm I'm getting from you. I think you are saying that separation is actually is a time of transition, and it will transition either into reconciliation or transition into into a divorce. Is that okay? Is that Correct. true? Yeah. Yes, now, that, that is okay. Those are the. Yeah. yeah. So I think my next question would be this. Now, how should the process come to an end? For example, in the case where it goes to a divorce, or in the case where it goes to a a reconciliation how how should they um uh end up that process so that you say now the separation is over now they move on to the next yeah place. to the next level yeah yeah <laughs> that they are back together or they finally mm, they, they got their separate ways now i i know i've put more emphasis on the reconciliation bit because that is actually the the more complicated part mm. because separation as I said is healthy and people may actually process and get back together. Now of course when, when people have gone separate ways many times they may not have agreed uh, but if they are able to work out together so that they say you know what we can't do this together as we are now let us take time off uh, from each other they may even give themselves a timeline let's stay from each other in the next maybe one month uh, and let's think through and then we shall revise that so if in one month they come together and say okay fine can we now try to work it out and maybe one of them feels not prepared they can ask for more time and say well uh, it's okay but uh, I think for me I need maybe more time and possibly give a timeline time say okay maybe let me have another two weeks uh, to think through this so that we can now see how we get back together so they can give themselves a timeline 
because they are agreeing to separate. Okay, because they're married. Even these people are separated, they're still married. They are legally husband and wife. So they have agreed on that. Now, other times, maybe even this process of separation, there could be somebody involved. Okay, who could be part of that telling, saying, no, no, hey, you people, there you are, you kill each other. Maybe you just need time off, so stay away. Now, once there is somebody in between them, then that could also help work the time with them and say, hey, no, I mean, I think uh, it's up to you to decide though, but uh, it would really be fine if you guys can just take time off and then think through, uh, then you can be able to carry together. So it's a proposal somebody's making. And so that person could be part of the conversation need for ourselves. So hopefully they will have worked out the issue. So they have a time frame. But now there are those who just take off and they know everybody goes their way and they have not quite agreed. But what you need to realize is that these people still will be in some sort of communication. Mm. And normally what happens when somebody has just left, because I've also handled some of the situations, somebody, uh, maybe it is uh, the man that just left the house or the wife that just left the house. Now what happens is the one who, who has been left or, or even the one who has left, now sometimes they start working their way backwards and saying, okay, I think I'm fine. I want to go back. So they start pursuing the other person and to want to get back. Now, at that place of wanting to get back, that could be still way of it of it going. So they'll pursue one another. They say, no, no, me, I don't want you back until maybe we settle this and settle the other. So that is where they may involve uh, a therapist. They may involve a pastor for those who are religious uh, or uh, any other religious leaders they have. The others may actually involve their parents. Okay. Others may involve uh, the people they consider their mentors. Maybe if the parents are not there, but they have other people they consider. Uh, maybe as the parents, some even work with their best couple. Whatever it is that they have around them that can create accountability, that can now become a place where they have that conversation. So coming back would be they had agreed, let's stay away for this time. Or one person just left and now they want to come back. And so they start that journey of coming back. And so they'll still work out. So they will resolve the issue because now they have thought through what things they were going through, what the, the contributions they were making. And so they now want to start making new commitments uh, to carry on with their relationship. Now that is for those who have intention of reconciliation. So now they start the reconciliation process and then they can carry on together. So there are things that they can continue reconciling as they live together or they can start doing that when they are apart until they are satisfied then they start living together then they can carry on those are some of the things that they could do now for the one who is separating so that they can divorce now again that one many times everybody just goes their way and then because they're not intending to come back together maybe even after thinking through they start thinking of how best do i officially legally divorce now from my spouse so now they begin that journey now yeah do they need to consult lawyers do they need to know what they need who they need to see and then maybe if it's a court case can they start now a court issue normally it's one who is aggrieved of the two that actually uh, files for a divorce because the one feeling maybe the husband or is the wife so the one who is aggrieved is the one who files then gives the other one time now with their law legal uh, representation so that they can come and answer back and do whatever things do court cases so that now will depend with how long uh, the court process takes and then once that is done officially then the separation is over it now moves to a divorce
Mm-hmm. Okay, there is something that just came to my mind as, as even as you were talking, and I'm I'm thinking that um, what would be your advice, for example, if you do we have um, when people talk about separation, do we have a timeline? For example, you say that should it be one month, should it be two, six months, one year? What is the at, uh, how would you advise someone about the, the recommended time? Yeah, recommended time for separation. No, that is a case by case. Uh, I wouldn't really say there is a cast time that it must be this. Uh, it is a case by case because the reason for the separation will be so different uh, for the different uh, couples that we shall be having. Now, what we should also note is that, uh, just like you mentioned earlier, when you talked about uh, entanglement, you see, the longer the time, then the more likely one is going to be entangled. Okay? So, again, it is not healthy to make it so long if the intention is for them to come back together. It is to make it a very brief moment, and uh, during that brief moment, the people who stay journeying on, processing, and uh, where they can start having a back-and-forth conversation, uh, how they are doing uh, becomes necessary so that they don't lose touch. Because it's not like you, you disappear, me have disappeared, someday we shall meet. Because they are still married. And so there are like things that they still be doing together. Maybe there are still bills that have to be paid, mm. and you know all those kind of things which are shared. Mm. Maybe kids are in school, so you know fees have to be paid, and maybe money has to come. Okay. Kids have to be visited in school or something. So there, the life still happens. You know, life is going on. Mm. It's not that life now has stopped because we are separated. We shall now continue someday. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that is why it, it doesn't have to be very long, and it's a case by case. And uh, then there is contact that that is going on, so that you keep doing the essentials uh, that you must do together to maintain the relationship. Now, the other bit that I would say that could be a, whole, a positive thing in the time of separation is there could be support that one could require from the other side, okay, to help them journey on uh, with the things that they are doing. And that is why I'm saying the communication uh, is still very, very important in between the two as that goes on. Because maybe there is a way one would want uh, the, to, en- to enlist the other one, to offer them support of some kind, okay. to be able to check on in the things that they're doing. And now that becomes a very essential bit. And that's why it is not something that is going to be very long. So one year is, is quite long, but uh, people could do a year the longest they're able to manage. But the longer it is, the much riskier it is because it is providing the other person options of uh, if I can stay for this whole one year, I don't have my family, then I can opt to think of another family or something like that. Okay, so that is the risk that that brings. So basically, I think the recommendation is that uh, we should the, moment, the period should be as brief as possible, just to enable yes. for processing to happen, with the hope that yes. there is going to be reconciliation. Exactly, exactly, yes. And you see, they are working it out so that they can be able to get together. Okay. Yes, another thing that I, 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 I was just thinking about, um, when people are separated, does it mean that they ma- I mean, can we be separated and dead, but we're still staying, staying under the same roof? Because I'm imagining if I'm staying in a house that is 10-roomed, so I can say that I'm, <laughs> I'm staying in one room, she's staying in another room, for example. I mean, does it, can, how does it happen? How, how, what, what do you uh, recommend? 
Now that is not a separation. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a statement. <laughs> okay. Uh, separation is where everybody goes away okay. uh, from the other person because that is what gives you space to think, uh, space to process. Uh, because if you are going back to the same house, then the things that have caused you to be in that state are still going to happen. Okay. And so, you know, not really helping you to heal. But if you are walking into a different door that you are opening and you are all by yourself, the other person is not there. Then that gives you room to actually think about them, gives you room to process about them, and their absence communicates something to you. And, and that is part of the journey uh, that you need to go through so that you realize you really need to have them with you or you don't need to have them with you even as you process what you're having. So if you are in the same room, you know, those are the journey. Actually, that's how the fight starts. Part of the fight is, oh, you know, they don't sleep in this room, the other one is the other room. But that is not a separation. It could be an emotional separation of some sort, maybe. Uh, say, ah, yeah, you know, actually, we had separated long ago. Yeah, so it's possible for people to tell you that. And I've met people in therapy who uh, they live together, but for some reason, because like I think I talked to a couple where there was a question of infidelity and they, they were really battling about it. And uh, they disclosed to me that, you know, yeah, for the last six months, we, we've actually, I think, what they been sharing a bed or, or something. Yeah, I think they had a big bed. But uh, everybody is like on the other side of the bed. Yeah, for all that, they're not intimate. Uh, just because of what had happened, you know, they were saying, no, you are not happy about this. But they are coming from the same room, they are from the same house, but they are not intimate, okay, uh, in that period of time, but they are together. So you see, they are putting a nice front to everybody around them that we are fine, uh, but they are not fine, they know that. And so yeah, I had the privilege of knowing that because I'm a therapist. So they are coming because they are trying to work out their issue so that they can actually go to a place where they can be intimate again and carry on with their lives again. So you see, they were trying to resolve their issue when they came now for therapy, but they were living together. So I wouldn't say they were really separated. But you see, that's like an emotional disconnection uh, that has already taken place. And, and if, if that was sustained much longer, then it would even create more problems. Okay. Now, we we know that even in, as, as people um, interact with families, or even when there is an issue of separation, we also have children. We may be having children in, in, in that uh, situation. So, during this time, what, what, what happens with the children? Uh, children are in a bad place uh, because they are actually victims. They have not made a choice of what has happened. Okay. That is now their unfortunate beat. And so, when people separate in a context where there are children, there is a need for a lot of understanding, a lot of maturing for the parents our maturity for the parents so that you don't drag the children into your battles because they are just your children and uh, even if you are to live together nicely at some point they will actually leave the two of you okay so so really uh, you don't drag them in because they are actually confused they don't know what is happening and uh, it is healthy that's why i said as you talk talk well about uh, parents to their children so that they may know there's something wrong, say yes, we are working out something between us that uh, is not fine, uh, we will go get over it. So just reassure them, kids need reassurance, because that separation brings a lot of panic, 
it brings a lot of anxiety uh, it brings a lot of confusion because they, they no longer understand what is going on they now cannot even define a family because now they don't know so what is a family because now dad is not here or now mom is not here are we still a family and so what is this family thing all, all about so it is a reassurance that you are still a family and whatever it is that you are trying to resolve you will get over it without any much details uh, because again they don't need the details even if you give them how will they help you are only going to cause trouble to them so you, you don't need to so it is a lot of reassurance and uh, knowing that of course by coming to that decision of uh, separation there are those implications that there is an impact it will have on the children so you that's a price you have to pay but if it will be better for them in the long run if that happens and you feel well then it will be much better for them than if you continue to stay on and it is going to get to deteriorate and even to break down further so it is actually in their interest that you are doing this as so that they can be able to live uh, much better okay i'm thinking that is for example uh, people are separated and then it ends up into into a divorce how do you minimize damage to the children again like i said it is the fight to yourselves because it is you people who are fighting it is you people who are disagreeing it is you people who are married and are now dissolving your marriage it is you it's not the children the children will remain your children whether you are separated or divorced they will still remain your children and they remain the children of the other person so that one does not change so for me is all them appropriately without creating a scenario for them to take sides because every person will want to paint themselves okay you know when people are in a conflict each of them is right in their own eyes and their own sides and so if you have to listen to them alone they are not t- t- perfectly right when they tell imagine this is what is happening here we for sure that one is right you, you are very right you have been wrong. if you listen to the other side also and they tell you to imagine they are also perfectly right so everyone will be right on their eyes and therefore when you try to win the children on your side and try to demonize the other person then you are actually setting them against their parents which doesn't help because they have their own unique relationship with their parent uh, that you you don't have you are the child to your spouse but them they are a child to your spouse so they have their own relationship uh, with their parent so let them have the relationship with their parent as it is so to minimize the impact is don't excite i mean don't create a situation for the kids to excite don't make that to happen for them yeah let them just be your kids and both of you from whichever angle uh, be as loving as caring as you can be to just be the parent that you are without pushing them uh, to take your side and not the side of your spouse so that will minimize the damage that they have so that they start appreciating hey these guys they have issues these guys are having a battle it's just like when the neighbors could be fighting and say hey, our neighbors really have trouble you know you just wish them well but you can't do anything so you see these parents are having issues but it is their issue okay it's not really our issue because if you meet your dad you can talk and engage you can get whatever it is that you need that you get your mom and everything works so it, it works i mean that surprised you that i met uh, as i talk with young people especially uh, teenagers some and wonder why their parents stayed together and yet they also witnessed the kind of things the parents were going through they would wish they were separated maybe that would have been safer for both of them 
And then he didn't have no problem with that. It's like, yeah, I mean, if, if that would have worked for that, the bum, being separate and being happier, wherever they are, that would be okay. They would still be my father. They would still be my mother. And you know, you sometimes undermine what these kids can do. They have a lot of brain power. And there are things they observe, and they can still withstand some of this. But don't create a situation where you want them to take your side. Okay. So basically, um, I hear you saying that um, even as you get entangled in whatever you get entangled in, that do it in a decent yes. manner. Interesting. That's what you are saying. That if you get entangled decently, <laughs> not speaking ill of the other person and, and that kind of thing. <laughs> anyway. Well, I don't know if that's how you understood it, but what I'm simply saying is, yeah, be decent to the other person because the person doesn't change. You know, one of the things that we realize in life is that uh, it is people's actions and behaviors that actually change. But the person is the same person. And that is why when they change their behavior, then you will still enjoy being with them. And when they act in certain ways, you see, for example, if a spouse starts drinking or doing something like that, uh, being careless in how they spend their money, uh, that affects the relationship. But you see, the person is still the same person they were. But the things they are doing have changed. Now, if you're so upset and then maybe they go somewhere in the hall and then they come someday and now they're spending their money very well, now they are not getting drunk, they are clean, they are, they are dressing in nice suits and all that, then uh, suddenly you, you enjoy having them around you. Okay. So what has changed? It's not the past, it's just their behavior. Okay. You know, so yeah, those behaviors keep changing. Okay. So, so, so uh, then let me now say that you're saying that don't make it ugly, even even during when you're, you're separated or something like that. Now, uh, because okay. Now we, we are just about to finish and I'd like to ask you, what are your final thoughts regarding the issue of uh, marriage, separation, divorce? Because here at Crossroads, we believe in the family institution that it has, it is an institution that was instituted by God and it has to be protected at all Costs. What will be your final thoughts about this issue? Now, uh, marriage is God instituted. I agree with you, and, and that is a position that I hold. However, what I must say is that uh, we have people who get in who are the players. So the players sometimes play rough, mm-hmm. and, and that is what now makes things a bit uh, complicated. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you play safe and you play nice, then uh, you, the game is so good because. It is ultimately good for you, the player, not just the other person. You see, when you get into a marital relationship, uh, work out ways that will positively build that relationship. Don't think of ways of taking advantage or manipulating uh, the other person because it doesn't help. They will get to discover they're being manipulated and they'll be very, very hurt and very, very upset. Uh, but when they know that you are covering their back, they know that you are out them on their side you are supporting them uh, if it's a husband uh, supporting his wife uh, in issues other than uh, always getting her speaking ill about her saying how she's not like other women it is true she isn't like other women yet she's the one that you are identified as a wife so can you build her support her encourage her to be uh, the kind of wife that you truly want for yourself if they are women that you think people are enjoying to have 
possibly there is so much contribution that those men have made into the lives of those women that you don't know. You are the man that was women. So, for you, welcome to your relationship. And Because again, it is a, it's a false message, and uh, just because you have seen two or three of your friends who are having uh, marriages that are not working, that doesn't mean marriages are not working. There are also many others that, if you look at, you will discover that they are working fairly well, and uh, people are carrying on. Okay, marriage is work. It doesn't just happen automatically that you're in a relationship and everything is okay. You are two people from two different backgrounds and uh, you are trying to harmonize and work out something. Please work it out and it is you married to your spouse. And uh, God will help you to be able to build up something that uniquely works for you and it doesn't work for other people in that manner because they equally have their own uh, issues, they have their own challenges that they're dealing with and many people will not give you the details of what they're going through. So if you hear and see what other people are having, uh, it may not be exactly what it is. There may be other things that are actually at the background that they have not communicated why they are working out their situation. So for you, work out yours. It is a unique one and uh, it will actually come out okay. And should there be any difficulties, uh, don't be afraid to resolve them, confront them, resolve them with the hope that uh, it will be fine. That's why I said if that separation would be the solution, uh, it is a temporary moment that will help you heal, then so be it. So that you can now get back together and progress now when you are much stronger, when you are much wiser, and when you are much committed in the relationship, and uh, it will be fine. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Confront all the challenges that come your way. That's, that's what I hear you saying. Now, before we finish, uh, I just want to ask you to pray for families that are going through a tough time, maybe right now, especially because of the uh, crisis that you are in right now, the uh, coronavirus pandemic. We know that it has been reported that families, there are issues of stress, anxiety in families, and maybe there are families that are going through a tough time because of the situation that you are in right now. Maybe people have lost their jobs, uh, their businesses are, are down, and a, a lot of things are happening around in families, and families find themselves in stressful situations. So, can you just pray for them right now? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we take this opportunity to be thankful to you for the life that you have given us even in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic that we are dealing with, not just in our country, uh, but all over the world. Uh, different families are dealing with it, uh, wherever they are. Jehovah, this has rendered some families uh, who have struggles with their finances because now their income has been affected. Some have lost jobs. Uh, some, their businesses have gone under. Some have children who have uh, illnesses that they have to constantly be 
watched over, taken to medical facilities. Mm. Other family members have to always visit uh, medical facilities because her spouse is unwell or her spouse has a certain terminal illness. And, and all these are issues that now they don't know how they will face them. Mm. Some even have members of their families who have already contracted the virus. Others are uh, on quarantine. Others are now stigmatized because they are recovering from uh, COVID-19. Others have many issues that they're dealing with in their place of work, they are threatened, they may lose their jobs, some, and, and there are just many, many things that are going on. Some children are also wondering how their life will be because of school, because they now don't know what to predict, how things will go for them. Jehovah, all these are things that some parents have no answers to give to their children. When a child wonders, so will I finish school, and the parent has no idea what to say. Jehovah, this is causing a lot of pain in the families, it's causing a lot of conflict in families. Jehovah God, I pray, may you, God of peace, bring your peace upon these families. We call you Shalom. You are the one who brings peace. God, we pray that you may bring wisdom uh, so that these families can make decisions that are appropriate. Instead of fighting because there is little money in the family, God, may you give them wisdom to know how else they can start making money in ways that they had not considered before. Because you are God who is a creator, you can create a way for them that they can still get income even in this context that they are in right now, Jehovah Father. Mm. I pray, Lord, that you surround them with your protection. Yes. Surround them with your love. Mm. Those who are dealing with sickness issues, those who are dealing with relationship issues, mm. Jehovah Father, may you visit them in a mighty way, O God, that they will experience your visitation. Mm. We honor you and bless you. Marriage is your institution. Mm. May you help secure it for the glory and honor of your name. Mm. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Patrick, for that prayer. Now, uh, just want to say, end by saying that you have been listening to Crossroads, and at Crossroads, we try to make sense out of life. And until next time, thank you, and God bless you. Thank you.